Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. Your host, Jake Burns. We are checking in after day seven of training camp. Uh, This is the first really, truly hitting uh, session that you would see. I think that, you know, I didn't make it up, but I've seen some video of the day. Again, I'm not sure they're going to have many live sessions going into this season. I think they're going to use a lot of tackling drills to keep guys sharp in that respect. But a big focus of this thing this camp is making sure that guys stay healthy and and you hear me talk about it you hear Nathan Zagura talk about it covering this thing you're going to hear Jake Trotter talk about it as he's our guest from ESPN coming up soon they just want to remain healthy so they don't see a huge benefit to uh, you know wrap to the ground tackling and twisting and all of that stuff that you try to avoid they'll use their three preseason games their practice session with the Giants to get more live action, get a feel for this thing, so they hit the ground running. But it's drills. It's drills and, and, and keeping yourself sharp in the form of getting people down as as uh, as best you can. It's not always pretty, but you just got to get people down uh, and at the NFL level. That's that's the goal, man, uh, is not always to make the prettiest tackle, but find a way to get these freak athletes on the ground. So they'll like their, you know, keeping guys fresh, rotating them in and out. They have a schedule for every guy. I know this is different. Some of you throwback football people are just like, everybody practices every single day and you go. Well, they are, you know, it's a different It's a different era. It's a different way of thinking. They're trying to keep these guys healthy and uh, make sure that, you know, the goal is to get to week one and play with your best group. And their goal is to go through every day and get to that point and see them and see them all on the field. That's, you know, I would rather that than feeling like you're really tough but be missing three or four of your important players going into the year. So take that for what it's worth. You might not agree with me. That's fine. Uh, you know, whatever. I just I just think you want your players there. So it's not a big deal to me if they give a couple guys days off. not going to call them soft. They're trying to keep soft uh, the soft uh, tissue injuries down, which is important. Like you got to do it. You got to keep guys fresh in, uh, in, the, in the modern football set up because there's so many there's so many more things guys are doing in their free time to prepare uh, a lot more stress they put on their bodies in the off season than what used to happen all those years ago so I just think it's a smart idea other things outside of practice that we're going to talk about real quick some Madden ratings for you came out some of this might mean nothing to most of it might mean nothing to most of you but it does tell you the sense of how much respect people have for certain players on the Browns roster from an NFL-wide perspective. I'm going to have Andre Weingarten on later, probably next week, chat about the game. I always do it every year. I chat about the game. I chat about uh, some of the ratings, how their process is, because I think it's so interesting, the process. Matt has just gotten this this rep of being terrible all the time, and it's really hard to make a perfect football game anymore. People are always upset with it. Some of you might might message or DM me with, with uh, some annoyed messages you hate it whatever that's cool i i just i think they've made some corrections that have been uh what you know long overdue put it that way long overdue i'm excited to see what it looks like this year and i just like playing football video games okay so shoot me whatever miles garrett's 98 league-wide massive amount of respect nick chubb is a 96 those are your 290 overall players your two early contract guys second contract players 
So it makes sense. The next guy, maybe next in line, Denzel Ward, 89 overall. Pretty well-respected, top 10 corner. Top 10 wide receiver, Odell Beckham. Here's an interesting one. They rated Wyatt Teller over Joel Batonio. Wyatt Teller's got some elite run-blocking grades, which he should. Joel Batonio's an 88. Kareem Hunt's an 87. Again, one of the top running backs. Austin Hooper, a fringe top 10 tight end on the game. He's an 86. John Johnson, an 86. I think John Johnson should be higher. Sorry. Baker's an 84, so he got some pretty good respect because there are some quarterbacks under him, which league-wide, uh, they're, they're ranking above him in some of these quarterback tier system, things like that. That's This part of things, man, they just can't get here quick enough. Uh, Jadevian Clowney's an 84. Bounce-back season, that could climb. Jarvis Landry's an 84. That feels about right. Same with J.C. Treader. Jed Wills, second year, 80 overall. That's a good jump. He was low 70s as a rookie. Joku's a 79, which I think he and Jack Conklin are both 79s, and they've been like a 79 overall in that game for the past four years. Jack Conklin, first team all pro, 79 overall rating. Interesting. Ronnie Harrison, 79 overall, safety. And then uh, the next few, Andy Janovich is 78, one of the better fullbacks. Jamie Gillen, some mad respect. I'm not sure he equaled a 77 last year. Anthony Walker, 76. Uh, let's see. We can try to talk about some of these rookies. Greg Newsom's a 76 at corner and JOK. I think JOK greedy checks into 75. JOK checks into 72. It's a pretty good Madden roster. If you're a gamer, a lot of talent tax 72 Donovan Peoples Jones is 70. That guy might climb. You never know, man. A lot of talk about Donovan Peoples Jones busting out of camp. We're going to have Jake Trotter from ESPN on here in just a minute. Obviously one of the best doing it and uh, providing insights every single day on his Twitter account, so check that out. Jake's lucky enough, or I'm lucky enough, this Jake, me, is lucky enough that Jake took some time on his drive home uh, to to provide some of his insights. And again, he is very keen at this thing. I think he does a nice job. So anytime we can catch a couple seconds of his time, I think it's well worth it for you guys and me to hear about what's going on at camp. Let's get over that interview right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, excited to have Jake Trotter from ESPN. Jake, caught you on a window driving home, man. How's it going? It's going well. Saw another interesting training camp practice in Berea. <laughs> they're, they're always interesting up there, man. Talk to me first. I, I've been going on this podcast trying to temper expectations for this guy, but apparently he's trending toward a team MVP maybe in camp here. What's what's the buzz with Donovan Peoples-Jones? Are you seeing consistent uh, separation, consistent playmaking from this guy? Yeah, no question. He and Baker really seem to have a chemistry, and with Odell kind of still out at least 
during the team sessions, and I think that's going to change probably starting next week. But, you know, he's DPJ is kind of the deep threat. You know, Jarvis is more of a possession guy. You know, Rashard's more of a possession guy. Uh, DPJ is, is the type of player that can take the top off of defense, and he has done that so far. I mean, just today he, he, uh, he cooked uh, A.J. Green, who's been having a really good camp mm-hmm. himself, by the way, at corner. Uh, the second year on uh, home round drafted free agent. He cooked him for a, like a 70-yard touchdown, had a really nice catch along the sidelines where he, you know, extended up to bring the ball down. And it just seems like, you know, every day he's had a couple of moments that you're like, oh. And I would, you know, if, if the first week or so of camp is any indication, you know, look for him to really carve out a key role for this offense and be a key guy for Baker in the passing game, which he started to become – late last season yeah we we kind of all presume Richard is going to take that role that he's always well at least he claimed last year but it's an open competition behind those first two guys and it seems across the board with folks covering it I obviously lean toward looking at what you write up and if you guys don't already check it out he puts up Jake puts up a great recap every day on Twitter uh, of of everything he noticed from the day and the name that just keeps showing up is Donovan Peoples-Jones well you kind of talked about Baker you know, this is. Uh, I know we couldn't cover camp last year live, but this is you know year two because of 2019. Do you see a different guy? Do you do you like what you're seeing from him? I know yesterday I was up there a little bit of a rocky end of practice, but for the most part, what's your what's your feel so far from Baker? Yeah, he just wants to to have a different command of everything than he he has previously. You know, the last two training camps and like in a lot of these sessions, you know, the defense kind of has an advantage. Because they, they, they know what routes are coming. They know what plays are coming. You can't really run the ball with any kind of physicality because you're not tackling to the ground. Uh, so you can, you know, sit sit on the, the pass a little bit more than you might be able to with this team otherwise. But in spite of all of that, and even though there have been a couple of days yesterday included where the defense got the best of the offense, you know, it's been really impressive you know, the way that Baker's moved the ball around. I mean, I thought he had one of his better days today. The offense as a whole really rebounded uh, strongly. And, you know, he's doing it without Odell. You know, he's doing it with Jarvis Jarvis Landry, you know, being a little bit limited. So I I think that, you know, there's no reason uh, to not believe that that Baker's going to build off the season he had last year, the way he finished last season, the way I see it so far. He's just continued to build upon that. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. I think that that should be the progression he's making, uh, especially from a command presence, understanding in the, in the second year of an offense. Uh, I, I like hearing that. Let's talk real quick. Running back. I think we've seen Demetric Felton line up a little bit of everywhere, and I know that selectively those guys are keeping the soft tissue injuries at a minimum by giving them portions of practice off. Uh, anybody running back wise outside of Felton, or you could talk about Felton that have caught your eye, or what you think of that group? Yeah, I mean Chubb and Kareem look fantastic. You know, again. They're not tackling, but those guys with the jukes and the spins and the cuts, I mean, they look every bit, uh, you know, the, the part that they did last season and, and you know, since they've been together. Uh, you know, it, Felton is interesting. You can tell they're really excited about him, and I like the way they have moved him around. I mean, you see him flexed out. You see him in the backfield. He's been in all the return drills. Um, you know, he hasn't really – you know, flashed a lot of playmaking yet. You know, there's been some glimpses where he'll turn the corner, uh, you know, on an off-tackle play. Uh, you know, he's had a couple drops uh, that, that I've noticed in, in some of the seven-on-seven seven and, and team stuff. Uh, but I, I think he's a lot of potential. And, you know, talking to a couple scouts 
you know, non-Brown scouts that, that, you know, had a lot of time watching him at UCLA. I mean, they, they, that was like, you know, I, there was one guy I talked to, like that, that was his favorite pick in the entire draft because of just a lot, the, the different dimensions, you know, he can bring to an offense. So, uh, you know, I think that's a guy that, you know, might take him a little while to, to find his footing, but, you know, I think in time could be a really valuable contributor uh, to them in a lot of different facets of the game, including special teams. Yeah, he's so interesting because of that flexibility, like real wide receiver flex. Not like split Kareem out and hope for the best, but like this guy's done it and he can he can handle it. It's, it's probably an, his best way to carve a roster spot, but we'll see because Dearness Felton, as we know, will not go down without fighting. The big talking point, Jake, has been Jadevian Clowney, Miles Garrett. I was watching one on ones yesterday. You know, I don't know. I can't speak for Clowney's last two years, specifically last year with the Titans, but to me, he looks right. And when he looks right, He's tough, man. He's really tough to block, and I think, like you said, he's been living in the backfield. Update me a little bit on the D line. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's hard not to get really excited about that duo, Miles Garrett and Clowney. You know, Clowney said today that he, you know, he's having fun because he's healthy again. And I've been struck by the fact, you know, he had the day off today, but you know, a lot of these guys coming off major injuries, and Clowney's coming off a major injury, but. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been given Delpit, you know, every other day off. You know, OBJ is every other day. Uh, you know, those guys, you know, uh, JoJo Natson, you know, guys coming off those type of injuries, you know, they've really been bringing along slowly. You know, Cloudy has been a full participant to this point. And, and you know, he just, he's hustling. I noticed, like, he sprints to the line of scrimmage, you know, during team sessions after every whistle. Just seems to be really engaged and, I mean, you think about that combination with Miles and Clowney, uh, you know, good luck because those guys have been, you know, if those guys are allowed to hit the quarterback, I don't know that Baker Mayfield would still be with us right now. I mean, he just, uh, those, those guys are in the backfield. It seems like on every play and team session, they can't block him. And, you know, the Browns are, that offensive tackle is not a weakness for this team. So, uh, yeah, those, those guys are uh, the skill, the speed, the quickness, the moves, you know, very tantalizing. Certainly going to be a great thing for those tackles, I'd imagine, to have those guys every single day, uh, every single day to, to play against. And I know I know it's a little hard when you're there covering it live to watch and get a real actual gauge for offensive-defensive line play because they're most of the time not in pads, and then they do get in pads, and it's it all moves so fast. I think that's one thing people ask all the time about, like, what does Curtis Weaver look like? And you're like, he had like 12 reps, and I couldn't really see him. He's on the other side of the field. Yeah. It's a real challenge. So until we get to the orange and brown scrimmage, and then, and then you know, to week four, uh, sorry, on the 14th, we finally get a preseason game. We can judge those things. But I think the, the overwhelming consensus from folks is that Clowney and and certainly Miles have been performing to the level that they hope, and and uh, it'll sharpen the tackles. You know, even if we Jake's giving a great report here about those guys are dominating, the tackles will be better because of it. And I'm sure when Jed gets his time to talk, he'll mention that exact reason. And the funny note, I liked your note there about Clowney saving the mic stand because that could be an absolute disaster if all that expensive equipment falls uh, in front of everybody. Let's talk linebackers, Jake. Mac Wilson. I think people tried to write him off, tried to say he was going to be done when JOK got signed. Maybe maybe there was a little bit of that if Tony Fields was healthy and could prove himself, but he's not out there. But Max seems to be carving a little bit of a path here, aided by Anthony Walker's sideline here for a week or so. But again, 
I just think he's a smart depth keep. He he seems to be practicing well. How was he today? And what's your kind of general consensus of that linebacker group in in total? Yeah, Mac actually had a, an excuse uh, absence today. He's going to be okay. back uh, Friday, I believe. Um, had the really impressive interception uh, yesterday of Baker in a in a red zone drill. And you know, I asked Jason Tarver, the linebackers coach, about him. And you know, one thing he, he said that was interesting. I didn't really you know can't remember or notice, but he said Mac had the best game of his career in that playoff loss to Kansas City, and that really gave him a lot of momentum this offseason. He said Mac, you know, came back in excellent shape. He's not, he's already in shape, so he's not using training camp to get in shape. You know, like some guys might 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 be uh, have the tendency to do. And so he's just he's playing ball and you know working on technique and stuff like that. And uh, he's had a, a good camp so far. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen at the you know, linebacking position, but you're absolutely right. I mean, Anthony Walker's out, you know, who knows when Fields is going to be back. Uh, you know, they, they um, you know, JOK has been, been out with the, you know, been out on the COVID reserve list. So, I mean, just that they're kind of thin at linebacker right now. And that's given, you know, guys like Mac and, and Jacob Phillips an opportunity to get a lot of reps. And, um, you know, I, I thought, you know, there was a chance that Mac might be on the outside looking in of a, of a roster spot. I don't know that that's the case anymore. Um, but it, but it, I think when you look at the overall roster and some of the position battles, I mean, you know, there's really not a lot of battles happening in earnest. I mean, you know, they can say that, you know, they're competing every day, but linebacker, I think is the one position group uh, that has an actual battle going on. And there's no doubt that Mac Wilson uh, to that end has helped himself so far. Yeah. You hope for a guy going into his third year, some of the instincts, some of the, the processing click now stuff can can be a thing that improves for him. And you're right, the Kansas City game was a good step in the right direction. So maybe he piggybacks that into what could be a nice, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe a break. I don't know. You never know what could happen. He could find more time than people think. I, I think there's always a surprise element there. They're moving around a lot of people. Joe Woods, Stefanski are talking about that. Uh, giving people opportunities to see different portions of the field. We'll talk secondary. I know Ronnie Harrison's injury has sort of hamstrung them with what they want to do with the safeties and all of that, and Grant Delpit in and out as they ease him back into it. I want a key corner. We know who Denzel is. The key battle that is really transpiring, if Greedy's going, if he's not going, I know they're being patient with him too, but sort of how does Greg look? What does Greedy look like to you after missing a year? Just a general update on that one. Yeah, Newsom's been uh, really impressive. Uh, you know, Denzel Ward looks looks awesome to me. I mean, really competing a lot. Uh, you know, had a big PBU today. Uh, just he looks like a Pro Bowl corner out there when you watch him. Um, you know, AJ Green. I mean, he, I told you he got lit up uh, by Donovan Peoples Jones today, but I, I think that he has really stood out and has a chance to, to make the roster. Uh, you know, in his second season. So it, it's, I mean, you can feel that they have a lot more depth at that position, really the secondary as a whole. Um, and, and they're a little thin on the safety side right now. You know, Moffitt, Javante Moffitt's got a lot of time back there. But it just kind of feels like this year when they have an injury, they're going to be okay. And last year when that happened, you didn't really feel so confident. So I, I, I just think overall, um, you know, and we're kind of focused on the, the last guys on the roster right now. But, you know, I, you know you've got – You've got Delpit, you've got Harrison, um, and you've got, you know, John Johnson the third at safety. And then at corner, you've got, you know, Ward, Newsom, you know, you hope Greedy, and then Hill at, at the nickelback. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty deep and talented contingent. 
It is. It is. And and seeing all those guys collectively get on the field together as we creep closer to things that actually matter. Because the last thing you want is a, a cult scenario where you got people that matter hurt early. And I, I think they're doing a very, very strong job limiting those things as best that, you know, you can't stop anything such as Walker's non-contact injury, but they're doing a nice job being patient with that. They'll ramp it up. I think you noted here that they're going to ramp OBJ up into team drills like next week. So, uh, That'll be interesting. Let's let's close with this, Jake. The the battle everybody wants to know about, man. How do you feel about Cody Parkey? Is his job safe, or is he going to get pushed a little bit? Yeah, I think his job is safe. I mean, he had a really bad day that first day, and since then it's been pretty solid. Uh, you know, I don't I don't think he's really had any uh, rough moments since then. So you know, everything that I gather, uh, you know, he seems to be in pretty good shape. But you know, as we saw last year, that can change. Uh, pretty quickly. I mean, they didn't wait very long to cut uh, Austin Seibert. I mean, it was a one game they cut Austin Seibert. So, um, you know, they have shown to have a quick hook at that position in the past. But right now, I think they feel pretty good about Parkey as the kicker. Good stuff. Any other guys standing out to you in general? Maybe you want to reference somebody that's done done some solid things, maybe fighting for a job? Yeah, you know, Jamarcus Bradley, wide receivers, had some nice moments. I mean, they are so deep at that position. It's, it's kind of hard to see you know, where he fits in, you know, Dearness Johnson is back running hard. Um, you know, he's not going to give that number three running back position to Felton easily. Uh, you know, beyond that, um, you know, Moffitt has actually had some good plays at, at safety uh, for them. He's been, you know, he's been playing a ton, uh, because of their, uh, their injuries at safety. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think we've covered the guys that have really stood out so far. And I would say that, you know, to this point, if we're, you know, looking for a camp, you know, MVP on the offensive side. I mean, DPJ, you know, is right there. He's been really impressive. Well, great stuff, Jake. You, you know, my, my listeners to this podcast really appreciate you giving us some insights. I'm glad we caught you on the way home. Uh, thanks again, man. Yeah, good to talk to you, Jake, anytime. And that's a wrap. Thanks to Jake Trotter for joining us. Thanks to you guys for checking in. It's an off day tomorrow. We'll have another fun podcast for you, though. doesn't stop us. Won't get any new Browns content. But we can maybe start poking around the depth chart, looking at things, talking about some players like Javante Moffitt, people that you maybe don't know that much about. Maybe we could have some conversations about who those players are so that you have an idea as things creep into the depths of preseason. You can have an idea who these guys are before games start, and maybe they make the roster. Never know. Check out the OBR Twitch. Again, follow it. Free Prime subscription. If you already have an Amazon Prime account, you should subscribe. It's free. Reminder... Link is in the description of this podcast to go there directly and get signed up. And we have an article on our website explaining how to link your Twitch account to your Prime account and get that free subscription. Thanks for joining us once again. As usual, guys, have a great day and go Browns.